At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast. Presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. The official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a game day edition. Hornets back on the road again. I promise this is the last road trip for a while. Charlotte begins a two-game stretch away from Spectrum Center. They are going to visit the Boston Celtics to wrap it up, but coming up tonight, they'll take on the Washington Wizards in our nation's capital. We'll have our game preview for that one. Also want to touch on yesterday's podcast. We had a one-on-one sit-down interview with Dennis Smith Jr. Highly encourage you to go back through the archives, check that one out. He said he got reasonably close to attempting a run at the NFL. What other Hornets would be good in other sports in addition to basketball? And what do we want to see, probably most importantly here for this podcast, what do we want to see uh, in the stretch run here for Buzz City, given where they sit right now in the standings? Helping me on all of these topics, he is one of our favorites here on the Hornets Hivecast. You can hear him each and every pregame show on our flagship station, 92.7 Sports Radio WFNZ. He is also the host of the Clubhouse Afternoons 3 to Six on WFNZ, Kyle Bailey with us once again. Kyle, thanks so much for joining us here today on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for having me, Mr. Farber. I never take for granted an opportunity to speak with you, so it's good to be back. We love having you, and and you know we routinely have these conversations. This is, I think, number one out of six we'll have this week with all the pregame shows and uh, interviews and whatnot, but I'm with you. I always appreciate your time and appreciate getting the opportunity to talk some hoops with the esteemed Kyle Bailey. If you want to follow him on Twitter, do show at Kyle Bailey Club. And again, he's on afternoons three to six on sports radio WFNZ. Kyle, this is a precarious time to host a podcast. I I used to live in your world. (laughs) I used to do, you know, daily radio where you, you know, you do everything you can to be as prepared for your three or four hour block, knowing full well breaking news could come by and just trash whatever plans you had. 
but at least you have the opportunity then to pivot and react live. When you do a podcast, and we do our best to make it as up-to-date as possible, that's why we put this thing out every day, you're at the mercy of the news cycle. So if at some point the fans tune in and they're not listening to Kyle Bailey, it means breaking news happened around the trade deadline. But that's the world we live in, right? Yes, it absolutely is. Um, you know, We're not under the same pressure, nor are we um, you know, tasked with, doing something as difficult as, let's say, Steve Clifford trying to keep a basketball team together with trade rumors swirling around the deadline looming. I know he alluded to that the other night or talked about it directly, rather, in the post-game press conference. But, yeah, no, that's the beauty of live radio. And I, I, I live in both worlds, um, as you know. I do the, the afternoon radio show, um, you know, pregame with the Hornets with you. And then, of course, I do a, a podcast, rather, with my friend Roman Harper over at the SEC Network. And so, uh, you know, he and I often find ourselves, you know, in conversations that – can become dated maybe three hours later. So that's the world we live in, but it's also just that week of the the year where we're heading toward the trade deadline, and we do expect that things are probably going to look at least a little bit different this time next week. That's probably safe to say, although we'll we'll find out. The trade deadline, it's a a weird thing in the NBA because – we have all this build up to it. Everyone's got their trade machine out and they're trying to figure out, you know, what deals work, who would be interested in what. And then there's a lot of trade deadlines where very little, if anything, happens too. Uh, already seen some fireworks across the association. We'll see how things pan out. Given the current state of the roster, let's just assume for the moment everyone that is currently on it as we record this stays on it. What are some highlights that you want to see here in this stretch run of the season? There's a roughly 25 to 30 games left on the campaign. What do you want to see either individually or collectively from the Hornets that will give you renewed hope for the future for this franchise? I don't think I'm going to say anything revolutionary here um, because they're not in a unique position relative to you know a couple of other teams in the NBA this year and many teams in, you know, throughout the history of this league where um, you know they are – 25 games under 500 as we talk today. The primary driving reason behind that is injuries, and but they are where they are. And so, you know, they've got some pieces, some tr- some contracts that many across the NBA, the heavyweight insiders especially, think that they'll be looking to move. And so if that, in fact, happens hooker by crook, then, well, I think you're going to be looking at a lot of minutes for the young guys, and that's a good thing. And one of those young guys – it needs to be reminded and said again, is LaMelo Ball. That young man does not turn 22 years old until August. So, you know, right now, uh, assuming that a week from now this roster looks different, let's say the priorities are different, it's about getting minutes for the young guys, then let's find out who's going to be sticking on this roster next year, the next two years, you know, to continue the evolution of this roster around LaMelo Ball, who still has many, many, many years in the NBA, not just to play, but to continue to get stronger, to get better, to mature as a, a player and, uh, and as a young man. So I think the, the priority is finding who right now you know among this young crop of players is going to be important to this organization in the next three to four years and what we hope are multiple playoff runs and beyond. I like that. I like that a lot. And you're right to recognize that he is a very young player and due to some injuries, not just this season, but previously on his career, you know, he's right around the 150 games played mark. So by no means, you know, a, a finished product. Uh, he's basically in year two of active duty inside of the NBA. One of the, the litmus tests, I guess, for me, because we know individually what kind of a spectacular score he is, but to, to see more of an impact perhaps, on wins and losses or winning stretches at the minimum 
on the floor. You know, you look at his last six games since he came back from the last injury. He's about 50-50 on having his personal plus-minus being better than the overall team's result. So, you know, that's one of the areas where I'm going to look. You know, I don't think any one game can specifically dictate whether or not you're playing well or not because it's five guys on the floor. Everyone has their part to play in how well that group is functioning. But if you consistently see, okay, whenever so-and-so's on the floor, they don't do as well as when he's off of it or vice versa, that can start to tell something. With LaMelo, again, last six games, it's about 50-50. Half the time he's doing better, the team's doing better when he's on the floor. Half the time the numbers seem to be a little bit better when he's off in terms of that plus-minus specifically. like to see that slide a little bit more. And, and when you look at other players in his peer group, guys like Trey Young, you know, other young point guards, that's one of the numbers that starts to shift as their teams start to get better. Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, there, there are a number of things, just broadly speaking, about LaMelo, his game, where he is. He won Rookie of the Year. He made an all-star team. Uh, this year has been largely about injuries, but I do think we've seen progress. And now there are still places, though, where he needs to grow, get better to become the elite player that you know, so many people think that, that he can be. Now, offensively, you know, he's an artist in many ways. Uh, he, he does so many things that I would qualify or I'd categorize maybe as you know, almost borderline transcendent offensively. Uh, but I, he needs to, to get better at finishing, finishing through contact, finishing around the rim in traffic. I think that's an area where they'd like to see him improve. I mean, they're, they're always going to ask for and He should always strive to be a better on-ball defender. Uh, we've seen him get in foul trouble quite a bit this year. Again, that's you know, something that needs to be gotten under control. And I think with, you know, him getting older, he'll probably be the beneficiary of more calls so long as he continues to get better because that just seems to be the nature of the NBA. So there are some other players in the NBA that you could look to, you know, as comps just in terms of their, you know, ascendance, their growth, and hoping they, that he grows into other areas. But um, there are a few right now that I think could help him take a tremendous leap going into next season. Last question for you on this. Outside of LaMelo Ball, Who's someone that you want to see take a specific jump? And, and whether you want to measure that in terms of statistics, playing time, whatever you wish. But I'm, I'm curious because oftentimes when we're around the trade deadline, when you're at a point in the season where the odds of making the playoffs have become very low, people advocate, all right, let's see the young guys. And my follow-up is usually that's great, but what do you want to see them do? Do you want to see them start? Do you want to see them play X number of minutes? Do you want to see this specific playing group? Do you want to see them average a certain points per game or rebounds or whatnot so give me a guy other than Lamelo, whether he's been in the rotation or not that you want to see on the floor and in what context I want to see Kai Jones I, I would like to see him you know get some consistent run at some point just to see what that looks like and you know find out if there's uh, chemistry with Lamelo Ball as we kind of theorized when they drafted him and you know being the rim running exciting uber athletic game changer that he could possibly be so I would like to see him get some run to see where he starts to fit I remember Cliff um, talking earlier this year about Kai Jones not that long ago you know needing to figure out what kind of player he wants to be in the NBA um, and, and I, I don't know that he I don't know that Cliff said he had no idea what kind of player he wanted to be but that he was still very much figuring that out so I'd like to see some of that for sure you know I, I want to know how much Bryce McGowan has offensively with, with more minutes I know that was one of the big hopes for him coming out of Nebraska is that he had an offensive skill set that might be able to really grow and flourish in the NBA. So that's that's an area where I'm looking right now. And then I know I'm probably breaking the rules here, but, you know, Nick Richards, can he establish a floor? I still don't know what his ceiling is. You know, he, the longer he's here, 
just naturally speaking, I, th- I think we start to find out what a player's ceiling is. But what can his floor be? Because at least for now, you know, if the future is, let's say, Mark Williams at the five and Nick Richards backing him up, well, I like the sound of that, especially as long as they both continue to develop. So those are three guys I'm going to be looking at. He's Kyle Bailey. You can hear him weekdays on the clubhouse with Kyle Bailey, 3 to 6, on our flagship station for the Hornets Radio Network, 92.7 Sports Radio, WFNZ. When we return, we had a podcast one-on-one interview yesterday with Hornets guard Dennis Smith Jr. He touched on how close he really got to trying to play in the NFL. What are some other Hornets that could have had, in an alternate reality, success in other sports. We're going to ask that to Kyle Bailey after this, here on the Hornets Hivecast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Sam Farber and Kyle Bailey of the Clubhouse on 92.7 Sports Radio WFNZ. You can hear him afternoons there, 3 to 6, as well as on the pregame show this afternoon ahead of Hornets versus Wizards. We'll have our game preview on that one momentarily. But right now, Kyle wanted to talk about uh, kind of a, a spinoff from yesterday's podcast interview. We had that rarest of rares, two days off in a row in the Hornets schedule. And so we took advantage of that, had a sit-down interview with Dennis Smith Jr. Highly encourage everyone to go out and check out that conversation. He talks about the young guys, uh, in particular Mark Williams, Bryce McGowan's, his thoughts on how bright those two's futures are. But he also talked about how he nearly had a pivot this offseason away from the hardwood and onto the gridiron. He came close, and based off his telling, to making a run at the NFL. Was a good high school player, uh, hadn't played since then, but he made a, a, an honest effort at trying to get himself ready to maybe make a run at the NFL before obviously coming back to basketball and you know making that commitment to the Charlotte Hornets as they made a commitment to him. So it brought up the question in mind, Kyle, which Hornets athletes would be best in another sport if they couldn't play basketball or if, if you know we're going into that alternate reality. So before I give you specific sports, anyone come to mind for you that you think would have been a good fit in another game? Three of them, right off the top of my head. You ready for this? All right, so I'll stay with football on the first one. P.J. Washington is a tight end. I think I love the idea of P.J. Washington's physicality, good hands, 
I think, right demeanor. Give me P.J. Washington as a tight end in the NFL. How do you feel about that one? I don't feel bad about it at all. He's got great size for it. Okay. All right. So, number two, James Booknight. I've felt this way since I, since I watched him play in the beginning. He looks and kind of moves like uh, a Premier League soccer player. I don't know anything about his background. I have no idea if James Booknight likes soccer, but when I watch him move, I could just as easily translate his image on the screen to, let's say, Man City. All right. I don't know why, but I've always gotten that vibe. Finally, uh, LaMelo Ball, baseball. Think about the way it, it seems like this man has the ball on a string as he's distributing the ball. Oftentimes one-handed, length of the court, no look. Let's put LaMelo on the pitcher's mound. Give him some mechanics work. At 6'7", with that length, he's got good arm strength and, and good accuracy, good ball control. Let me get uh, LaMelo working with my brother, who's a college pitching coach. And I think we got something there. See, I think with his creativity, I'm thinking more put him in the middle of the infield. Let him be shortstop or second base, it. some razzle-dazzle I there. I don't hate it at all. I, I really don't. I don't hate it at all. I think he's got enough. I think he's got such good feel for the ball that I'd want him on the mound um, and, and let him tinkering around with breaking balls. I think something about LaMelo screams nasty slider to me, but I think you're absolutely right with the athleticism. I, I don't know if he could hit. That's the only thing. Defensively, he looks like he'd be – he'd look the part at shortstop. I don't know if he can hit, though, so I'm going to go with pitcher for now. Yeah, all of these are fantasies because we, we really don't know how much how much <laughs> level, what the level of experience is with any of the other games. So there's so much of a commitment to basketball. It's just uh, it's unknown. You brought up a lot of the major sports. Some of them you didn't dive into, so I'll throw them at you. You give me the Hornets player you think would be the best fit there or maybe the most entertaining answer for. How about hockey? Right. Which Hornet can you see on skates? Mason Plumley. White guy. Easy. Uh, but no, serious. We know Mason probably doesn't have the, the enforcer personality necessarily, but a big Nordic-looking guy with blonde hair on skates. I'm going Mason Plumlee. How about tennis? Teo Maladon. Because there, there, there uh, there's a distinguished feeling to that young man, too. And it, that air of international, of global. I think Teo Maladon. What do you think? I don't hate it, but I kind of feel Kai Jones. I I think Kai Jones, just uber athleticism. I played high school tennis. That was was as high up as I got tried to play in college. Mercifully was cut and found my way to the radio booth instead, which has turned out okay for me. Um, But, you know, I remember being in high school and, and the coaches, you know, I was pretty good then. But the coach is saying, man, if we could get this guy who's just this great athlete and just take six months with him he'd be the best player in, like, the section. And I feel like Kai Jones, with his size and athleticism and those long levers, if he were, you know, given elite coaching for six months, Lord knows what he might turn into on a tennis court. So that's my thought on that one. Let's go a little bit non-traditional, but still something everyone plays. And, and hey, they, they have it in the Olympics, so, it you know, it could be something. It could be a future for these guys. How about ping pong? Ooh, ping pong. Oh, man. Terry Rozier seems like that's a game that he would take way too seriously in the best possible way. I'm going Terry Rozier. And last one. This is one where we've seen athletes cross over and have a lot of success. It's another uh, Olympic-type one. But the bobsled, who do you think on the Hornets could be an elite bobsled or maybe win Olympic gold for Team USA or whichever country they'd be representing in this one? Oh, man. Now I wish I'd save Terry Rozier because he seems like he would fit in the bobsled the best. Yeah, that, that'd be a um, tough one for our group <laughs> now that I think about it. I, I don't think there's anybody left that I haven't mentioned that wouldn't just be too large for a bobsled. Do you? They'd have to, it'd, be, it'd have to be a single-man bobsled. 
Yeah, that might be uh, fair. That might be fair. This might be a, a bridge too far on our sports here. Well, uh, we know that in Dennis Smith Jr. we have someone. Maybe DSJ could have been good on the bobsled. He's a, he'd be fit in the bobsled. Three, yeah, absolutely. Three-sport athlete. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go DSJ. All right. So maybe future Olympic gold, maybe one day an NFL defensive back as well. If you want to hear the conversation, I sat down with Dennis Smith Jr. and we talked about a lot of things, most of it Hornets basketball, but he did touch on the opportunity he had over the offseason to try and move towards maybe making a run at the NFL. Tune in and catch it in the archives here on the Hornet Typecast. It is a game day edition of the HHC. Coming up next, Kyle Bailey and I will give you our game preview of Hornets at Wizards. That's next here on the Hornet Typecast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Sam Farber here with our guest today, Kyle Bailey. You hear him on the clubhouse afternoons, weekdays, 3 to 6 on 92.7 Sports Radio WFNZ back home in the Queen City. You also hear him on the pregame show, which will be coming up depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Maybe in mere moments from now, maybe a few hours from now. That's the magic of podcasts. Kyle, uh, let's take a look here at this game against the Washington Wizards. An interesting team. They were on a real run. They had won six straight games. We're supposed to go to Detroit to uh, wrap up, I guess, a road trip. And that was the one where Detroit got stranded in Dallas. So they had to cancel the game in Detroit. And for whatever reason, three days, four days off did not suit the Wizards well at all. They came home and proceeded to lose three in a row. Did have a road game at Brooklyn in there, but they've lost three straight heading into tonight's contest in Washington against our Hornets. Your overarching thoughts on this game before we get into players and statistics to watch. My first thought is just given the current Hornets situation with injuries, uh, you know, I, I do worry about this matchup at a couple of spots. Now, that said, I, I want to take a deeper look into where Washington is health-wise, but you know, Washington, I don't know how you would describe where they are right now. They're four, I think, five games under 500. They've got some talent, but it continues to be, and maybe not as dramatic as it was, let's say, two years ago. They still don't feel like they always fit together all that well. Some nights it looks great. It looks like it works. Other nights you, you wonder how they've made it work. So 
you know, with the Hornets, the, the issues, as you and I have talked about, has been health all year long. Well, I think they've got enough going into this matchup tonight to beat this Wizards team. I'm just not sure what version of the Wizards we're going to get. And as you said, they've lost three consecutive games. Are they snapping out of it and waking up tonight? Or is it more of what we've seen lately where, you know, they've ended up in a lot of garbage time and some uninspired performances early that led to, uh, you know, kind of boring second half. It's the fourth and final game of the head-to-head series between these two. They played three times in the first 20 games of the campaign when Charlotte was dealing with a whole host of injuries at a level that, you know, really derailed things from the get-go for Buzz City. Now, knock on wood, it seems the Hornets are as healthy uh, as they have been all season. LaMelo Ball likely to make his season debut against the Washington Wizards. Wizards, by the way, took two of the first three head-to-head meetings. All right, we need players to watch for either side and a statistic to watch which category do you want to start in Kyle Bailey let's go players how about that all right give me a wizard or a hornet that you have your eye on today I'm watching Daniel Gaffin I want to know what kind of success the Hornets young bigs well depending upon who plays the most minutes tonight you know how much success they can have against a guy like that Chris that's Porzingis obviously not a, not known as a defensive stalwart let's say but you know some size there as well there will be some length to contend with tonight I want to see how the Hornets front court handles that. Fair point, fair point. Now, this is a little bit of a tough one to navigate because Washington has been dealing uh, with some injuries and absences right. as of late. Uh, their most recent game, a loss against the Cleveland Cavaliers. There was no Bradley Beal in that one, uh, no Kyle Kuzma in that one, so that, that does make it difficult. Daniel Gafford, a very experienced big, did get the start. Kind of a dual centers role for Gafford and Kristaps Porzingis in that one, uh, so we'll see how that one goes there for me having so many guys out I'm gonna kind of look at let's go with Denny Avdia for this one Avdia is a guy who has seen a little bit more run with the trade of Rui Hachimura Uh, so he's getting more primary starter minutes primary rotation minutes along the way he has had some bigger offensive games as of late a 23 point performance in a narrow loss at Brooklyn, a little bit better from beyond the arc as well in the last handful of games. So I'll go Denny Avdia. He's kind of a guy who's you know maybe a little stuck in the middle in terms of his career. Is he going to trend towards being a more of a primary player in their rotation, or does he continue in the role he's had, which is kind of the Cody Martin type role? He's a good defender. He brings good size to the table, does a lot of little things, and yes, he can explode for a good game or two every now and again. But he's not someone necessarily depended on. So, Denny Abdia, I'll go with him as my Wizards player to watch. Where would you like to go next, a Hornet or a statistic? Let's go statistic. How about that? All right. Where are you looking? Three-point percentage. I know you and I have had this conversation a couple of times about the Hornets this year. And, look, they they are where they are for a lot of different reasons. But the three-point percentage has been uh, a far cry from what we saw the previous two seasons. Yes, shooters, players have been in and out of the lineup, but – um, there have been some players, a guy like Terry Rozier, let's say, overall this season, who just hasn't shot the ball from the perimeter as well as he would have liked to, I'm certain. So, um, you know, especially in this day and age in the NBA, we're always keeping an eye on that three-point percentage, night in, night out in the box score. I know there are more advanced shooting metrics that others, you know, might lean on to, but uh, I'm looking at three-point percentage and thinking, okay, can you shoot better than 34, 35% of the team? And if you can, you're probably going to give yourself a chance. 
I'm going to go with another shooting percentage. I'm going to go with free throw percentage for this one. Charlotte's had back-to-back games where the margin of defeat can be contained in the missed free throws. And, you know, the last game against Orlando, it was glaring because the team just totally fell apart from the free throw line in the fourth quarter, going one for nine, I believe. Uh, Lost that game by six. They ended up missing 12 free throws in the game. The game before in Detroit, they went 23 from 30. That's relatively an average night, a little below average, nothing glaring, but you missed seven free throws, you lost by six. You can put it within those confines. That hasn't happened very much this season. It has happened on occasion. It does happen to everyone, quite frankly. But let's fix that. Let's not make it so the missed free throws in the fourth quarter specifically can be tied to the results of the game. That would be a nice change here for the Hornets. Last but not least, I need a Hornets player to watch. Hornets player to watch. Um, I'll take the easy one. Give me Mark Williams. I'm going to be on Mark Williams' watch for a good majority of the rest of the season. How many really solid nights can, uh, can he put together? over the remainder of this season and, and carry momentum into the offseason. I mean, I, I think like a lot of folks, I'm just watching Mark Williams. I like it. Mark Williams has performed very, very well as of late indeed. So, uh, you know, he's a, a good one to keep an eye on. I'm going to go with P.J. Washington for this one. P.J.'s had some up-and-down games as of late, a little bit better shooting the basketball against Orlando after two really tough uh, games on the road at Detroit, at Chicago. That back-to-back was not kind to his shooting percentage. Uh, he has been streaky at times. It does seem like his three-point percentage is trending back in the right direction. Uh, He has been, for his size or not, a really good three-point shooter in the NBA over the course of his career. This year's been a little bit more of a down year in that regard, Um, but I think until that recent stretch, he had been shooting it pretty well from three, so I want to see him start to get that percentage back up to the 37-38 around his career high where it's been. Uh, Even now with the down year, he's at 34%, so we're, we're not talking about a major dip But I would like to see for his own sake and for the Hornets' sake that start to rise again and no better time than the present going up against the Washington Wizards. All right, that's your game preview. We'll do this again on 92.7 Sports Radio WFNZ with Kyle Bailey when he covers the pregame show for the Hornets as they get set to take on the Washington Wizards tonight. You can, of course, watch the game on Valley Sports Southeast, and we always encourage you to tune in on 92.7 Sports Radio WFNZ as well as across the Hornets radio network. Pre-game will start at 6 with Kyle Bailey and the esteemed Travis T-Bone Hancock. When do you have to tell me why he's esteemed? I don't... He just likes it. All right, good. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Bailey, we appreciate your time as always. Have a great show later on this afternoon and we look forward to talking to you on pre-game on WFNZ. Thank you, my friend. Always a pleasure. Thanks as well to our producer extraordinaire, Rob Longo, for putting this podcast together. Most of all, thanks to all of you for tuning in. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us. We'll talk to you again tomorrow, breaking down Hornets versus Wizards right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.